This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Hanyut, A Journey of Discovery is an exhibition that features artworks by Habsa Abang Saufi, Drew Funk and Joanne Lu. Through the exhibition, we're invited to explore the diverse worlds each artist have crafted through their own unique narratives and perspectives. So today on the show, I am joined by all three artists to discover more about the exhibition and also the evolution of their artistic journeys. And they are here with me today. Welcome all of you. How are you today? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us. us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I've got really a renowned artist in the studio with me today. Very excited to to speak to all of you. Maybe I can just start by getting to know each of you uh, a bit better and just let our listeners also. Hapsa, I know, of course, you know, a partner for uh, Tom Abang Saufi for 17 over years. Also, you know, uh, one of the founder members of Central Market. Uh, But now you describe yourself as the accidental artist. Am I correct? Yes, correct. Can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you got into visual arts or, or the arts? Accidental. <laughs> um, well, deserved to put it in brief, briefly, I have always loved art ever since I was younger. I have many sisters, as uh, probably most people know that, and uh, there'll be about four of us, three will be shopping. I said, I'm going off to, to an art gallery. That was what I did. And it so happened, uh, I, I did a very un creative uh, course at the university, which was maths. <laughs> uh, but maths is also very, very uh, creative, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I worked, my first job was really, really uh, very corporate, where I worked for IBM. Mm-hmm. And that was a great training ground. I, I don't, I didn't last because I think the, the uh, dress code didn't suit me. <laughs> wearing the I enjoyed it but uh, and I, I was um, then in a company that was dealing in server properties but basically we bought over old houses redid it and sell it and then it was that time that I met Dr. Gopo Singh who was responsible for the Clark Key project and uh, em- Emerald Hill in Singapore mm-hmm. uh, a poet and a very very in- incredible man in the sense that he was he brought in David Bowie to Singapore uh, anyway he was like a mentor sort of thing and when the, we were talking and then uh, been part of Friends of the Heritage Society. I knew about the central market being uh, left line because there was a recession in the country mm-hmm. and uh, the project to build a high-rise was put on hold. So I told my boss about it, uh, the late Tunku Abdullah, why don't we pro- try and shift the central market and do something similar to what Singapore has done? And also looking at Covent Garden and the Fisherman's Wharf. That was it. And uh, so he said, why don't we? And uh, we did. And we did a proposal to the then Prime Minister, uh, Mahathir, Mm -hmm. and he liked the idea. And that's how it was. So it was, in a way, my first Hanyut project. Anyway, going forward, I I got married, I got uh, ill, I had uh, cancer, but that was uh, right after Central Market. So I was... um, sort of in a lull for a while because I wasn't working for a bit. And then I decided to do interior design. I, I didn't do the design, but I hired somebody and I did deco. I bought all furniture from Malacca. I bought antique from all over and also things from Paris so that I have an excuse to go to Paris for the flight. <laughs> no. But anyhow, that was a really... My whole life has been Hanyut. 
in the way I didn't know the word hanyut that so like very much lot of uh, gut feeling mm. it was a bit crazy in the sense you didn't do any any sort of a business plan anything but the fact that central market is such a resounding success i believe that was uh, in a way i i am glad to have contributed to it mm. uh, and tom then decided to my sister Tom Pangsafi who had uh, a label Tom Pangsafi said let why don't you come and join me i'd like to do um a retail shop but before that she said to me i'm going to do a show in india would you like to come and join me i said i love india we were with the tourism malaysia and we went from one city to the other so it wasn't uh, it was a wonderful experience so my journey has been completely you know like uh, drifting hanyut but it has been in terms it's not it's not something i plan but i think it has shaped the future for me in what i have become and then i i, I did the tomabong safi we were at saloma and it was well we didn't put much money in we just all about creativity and just rehashing and tom is one designer who is uh i i, I she's my sister but She's got this third eye behind her head. She knows what's going to happen next. And it's all So we were selling things and making clothes at the same time because I'm a person who do not like to sell anything until I know the complete process because I think it's the IBM way of training me that thing to sell machine you have to know how the machine works. So anyway, when I did the clothes it was all we did a lot of modern batik. I decided to learn how to do batik mm-hmm. and Tom at that time said to me, "Why do you want to recreate the wheel? Is there already?" No, I said, "I need to know it." So I learned the process of batik until I think. Uh, then there was a downside. My own personal life, where ten years you're talking about ten, twelve years later after, where my marriage was crumbling, sort of thing, and he was an artist, and I learned a lot about colors, techniques, something from him. Okay. But it was that time when I was just, I took one of his paintings. I was so angry. I just took a brush and put it across it. <laughs> I've still kept the painting. Looks all right with what I did. Okay. But it was uh, uh, therapeutic in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of women or men, when they have a, a divorce, they go through a thing. And then when you do art, when you are able to be in a state, you either really, really in a positive mood where you're happy or you're the it, it's when you create the emotion yeah and for me to to transfer from a fabric it was a seamless thing to put it on canvas that's right. how i started okay. in fact i went a bit crazy where i painted every surface in the house that we were sharing i mean the 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 boards of the kitchen and thing until they went what are you doing i said i don't know but that's how it is and from there it was and i've always been a bit of an activist in the sense uh, i mean even in the 70s i was helping the plo collecting money mm-hmm. i went to ibm so it it itself transgressed everything and uh Hanyut was something I've always wanted to do. It's not a, a word that I coined, but in a way, I was doing this thing. This friend of mine, who's one of the nicest lady I know, said to me, "Abza, you ni suka Hanyut." I said, "Hanyut because it had no direction. It's just drifting. Ni bukan macam tu. You know, ikut hati." I said, "Oh, okay." Something. I look at it and I realize I am the Hanyut person thing because. 
for instance, I do not like to use waste or use it because when you use waste, you are concentrating on that robotic voice and that little screen. You fail to see your surrounding. Mm-hmm. You become you. what you call. No, you you don't smell the roses. So I will only use it when I'm in dire need, when I'm completely lost. So if I have to go to Sidamansara Utama, where I've not been before, I will just find my way to get then, only at that area. But anyway, having said that, there are other hundred moments. There's a central market, there's all my career and everything. And with this hundred exhibition, I wanted to explore the idea. Okay. I wanted to, to know about people who have the same sort of similar journeys I did. And Drew, as you know, he is somebody who, he will tell the story, was someone I had an exhibition before, but he didn't plan to be an artist either. Okay. And then Joanne got interested in think. So that's how Hanyut came about. And for me, Nazura at AP Gallery is somebody that I, I have a, a very unusual link. My first painting was bought from her father, who was an art promoter in yes. 1983. Oh, Lord, right yeah. me, of Anyway, that's my story. Hanyut to me means being able to embrace uh, what life has got me, smell the roses and being able to uh, not lose sight of, of my inner feelings. Okay. All thank right. You. Well, thank you for sharing that, Hafsa. And uh, we just need to go for one quick break. When we come back, we're going to speak to uh, Drew and also Joanne and find out about their artistic journeys. I'm speaking today to Hafsa Abang Saufi, Drew Funk, and Joanne Lu. They're all visual artists who are all exhibiting in the exhibition called Hanyut, A Journey of Discovery. We'll have more after this quick break. Keep it here on Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. In the studio with me today, Hapsa Abang Saufi, Drew Funk and Joanne Lu, all visual artists, all who are exhibiting in an exhibition called Hanyut, A Journey of Discovery. Uh, it's an exhibition that features works by all of them. It explores the diverse worlds each of the artists have created through their own unique narratives and perspectives. So we're finding out all about it. So before the break, we heard Hapsa's story. You know, thank you again for sharing that. Now, if I can just ask Drew and uh, Joanne, maybe you want to share a little bit about, you know, how you got into art. So Drew, for example, I know um, uh, you also want to recapture your heritage, right? Through the context of street art. I know you spent some time in Melbourne. You, you know, uh, you're called, you know, one of the pioneers of uh, graffiti artwork in Malaysia. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. Um, Drew here. So, yeah, basically, um, I'm one of the old school graffiti artists here. I, I started graffiti maybe around 2000, year 2000, 99, 2000. And I think this was like in high school and just like getting into hip hop and all that <laughs> when I was much younger. So it basically kind of like I was practicing graffiti with like the scene was so small and there was no internet back then. So it was really interesting. And you eventually meet friends along the way that were doing it as well. And then um, I think the scene slowly started, the graffiti scene here in Malaysia slowly started from there. Yeah, by like people like going on group chats like on MRC, <laughs> ICQ back then. Oh my goodness, ICQ, okay. Yeah. So, so we're talking 90s, la, late 90s. The late 90s, okay. yeah. So I think the scene kind of like started back then through magazines, through chat channels and through the... In- there was no internet back then. So mm. just like, yeah, word of mouth. And from there, basically, um, I went I went to study in Melbourne. Um, I, did, I, I did a course in Lim Kok Wing. So I was a Lim Kok Wing graduate. I did gra- graphic, 
graphic design and then moved to animation, like multimedia. I studied multimedia. And then from there, I did my, kind of like I went to Melbourne for, uh, like, to get my degree. It was the last year of the education in RMIT. Uh, in When I was in Melbourne, I, I met graffiti artists there as well. So that, and seeing the scene in Melbourne was very different from, it's a bit more kind of like mature compared to the one here because the scene started a bit a bit older. Yeah, and I got involved in like painting there as well. And that kind of like inspired a little bit of my work when it comes to painting full time. So I was just like, um, I came back, I came back to work in Malaysia. I did post production for a while, mm-hmm. about for about two years. Didn't like it, so decided to move back to Melbourne again. And um, I joined an art studio. And two thousand and eight, I did my first exhibition. And um, till now, I think I had, I've be, I did uh, eight solo exhibitions in Melbourne, and two in Sydney. So about ten exhibitions in Australia already. Okay. And I just had my very first one last year here, my 11 solo exhibition. And it did, it did pretty well. I was really happy with it. So I think my journey for art is like, uh, in a way, really interesting. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a journey, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, um, knowing certain sense, it makes you, uh, uh, you, you have a different force when it comes to like, uh, as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Okay. And I met Habsa basically through through a group exhibition that was uh, organized by uh, Zine from Kwai Chai Hong in Pataling Street. Yeah, and then we, we gelled really well and like... <laughs> it was this uh, a while ago? When was this? Roughly? This was, I think, last last year. Oh, last year. 2019. Okay. Uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2019. I know, 2020. Yeah, okay. back right. when the pandemic was, was still going on okay. as well. There was like, um, yeah, there was... Set there was a break in the lockdown. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. One of those cloak and down yeah. times, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I do want to, I mean, I'm going to ask you more about your work, of course, but Joanne, you know, sorry to, to have uh, not spoken to you as yet, but no, I, no, that's all right. I, I was reading you employ an auto ethnographic style of working, right? Yes. Uh, you want to tell us a bit about that? Right. So um, when I say auto ethnographic, and that was a, a term that I learned when I did my MA in illustration um, over at UAL, and that was in 2019. Okay. Yeah, like 2019, in the year of the pandemic-ish. Yeah, so I learned the term autoethnographic, which I think really best described my practice then and now, which is um, looking back onto past experiences and reflecting on them, and then trying to extract information from it and using it to dictate how the work comes out. Um, I think I've always worked like that from the beginning. I just never really had a word to mm, the describe, it. To describe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it, for my journey, in terms of my artistic journey, I think I, I have been, as a child, very creative. I did draw a lot and I also wrote a lot. Um, even in high school, I had when I had to choose a, a career path for university and all that, I was debating between uh, writing or um, a Korean art. I eventually decided to do graphic design in Nim Kok Wing. Went, yeah, <laughs> Nim Kok Wing represent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it, it was, so I started out as a graphic designer and then I worked as a graphic designer after I graduated. Um, did, did one or two things in a, for a few years and then I ended up becoming a freelancer. 
And I've been freelancing ever since. Um, it wasn't until in 2019 when I decided to pursue my master's in illustration because I felt like that was something that um, was more in line with what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. After working in graphic design for a while, I realized that it wasn't quite um, fulfilling for me. Okay. So I pursued um, illustration. Uh, and then when I came back after the pandemic, uh, when I came back to Kuala Lumpur, uh, I s- Hanyut, really. It, I, when you think back about it, it really is Hanyut because um, I just got back into my freelancing work. I was doing uh, copywriting work and also some design work for clients. Um, and then I started, I started dabbling more into art. I started going into, into painting and making more sculptures. Um, I helped to design and set up the Termu House in Petal in yeah yeah in Petaling Jaya. Mm-hmm. Is it Petaling Jaya? Yeah, section seventeen there, right? Yeah, yeah. section seventeen. So uh, the curator there, Charmin, uh, told me about told me about this um, new space that she was setting up, and she wanted me in to help her do the branding work, which I did, and that really just set the ball rolling for my career as an artist. Because then I was, I started to show a bit more, and then I started to make more work for myself, um, and yeah, the, it just keeps going. And then now I've been, I've been lucky to be part of a few exhibitions, a few group shows. Um, hopefully, to have a solo in the coming future. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we we'll look forward to seeing this, but. But Hanyut, of course, right? That is yes. featuring all three uh, of your works, right? And, and, and you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it says that each of you have crafted a diverse world through your own u- unique narratives, right? Do you want, could you elaborate on, let's say, the narrative or story that you have tried to convey uh, through your artworks for this particular exhibition? Hapsa, you want to go first? Okay. Uh, in this particular exhibition, I, will, I normally do well, my, my genre, of, I can't even, it's abstract or something, but it's all based on my experience. So there's a lot of, uh, I love drawing women, but it's just in, uh, in the very sort of stance of silhouette, the dancing, or the fashion world that I was exposed to for nearly two decades. So I'm still doing a little bit of that. But uh, the Hanyut factor came in when the last five weeks or so, we've been bombarded with the horror that is happening in the Gaza. And my brush somehow just went completely, you know, into that realm. So half of the work that I'm doing, for that I've done for this exhibition, I actually portraying the... the the things that's happening there. I call it my do'a for Palestine. Okay. So... That's my Hanyut moment in my art, completely directed onto my canvas. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think about the Hanyut bit also, the pandemic, my exhibition just before uh, this, that was in June, I did one huge painting that was called Lockdown. Basically, I, I was trying to say was that we, especially with the urban poor, I did these lines where it was just showing how life is, you know, where people are full of despair, there's nobody knows about it, nobody can talk, but, you know, especially the homeless, their life hasn't changed much. Even though we give them food, it's a little bit, so I put a little bit of colouring, and that, it doesn't. We have to give them not just the fish, we have to give them the rod mm. to help people. So that's 
the sort of thing I do with my uh, painting, sort of uh, trying to convey what's in my head, really, something. And, and in the fashion world, I don't like people the posing where it's Steve, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like to take pictures of people and it's always this, what hurt most when people say freestyle, come on, what is freestyle? <laughs> I know. So anyway, so my, my, my women tend to pose completely, I think, and that's how I like to see people. There's always that weight of, especially, I like to see people, women dancing kind of thing. So my Hanyut bit, I'm not a trained artist, but I think... Life has taught me a lot of things in the sense of thing. So I just let the brush do the thing and dance my way on the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And how about for you, Drew? How, what is your Hanyut moment? Is there a Hanyut moment for you as well? So this body of work of mine is basically inspired by uh, my last exhibition that I did, mm -hmm. my solo exhibition. So it's inspired by basically China, old Chinese porcelain, yeah. so blue porcelain art. Uh, in the Ming Dynasty, but it's mixed with the juxtaposition of graffiti art, which is my kind of like signature graffiti art. Sure. And it's a mix of both. And I think my Hanya moment is just kind of like going with the flow and like kind of like trying different colors because porcelain itself doesn't only have just blue. Mm -hmm. There's green, there's red, and there's some other colors as well. Mm -hmm. So I tried more of a green and red for this ex uh, uh, Hanya exhibition. Okay. And... Uh, still dabbling into animals and like uh, like certain animals in couples and also like it there is a piece there's three pieces that is is inspired by a mural that I did in Tamantun and which is all three races but yeah done in a certain colorway okay yeah. all right so so that was so you also are sort of exploring some new things as well would you say in this body of work I mean some yeah, yeah there, drawing there is, from yeah, kind of like it's taking taking a mural and putting it into a canvas. Mm. I've never really done that. Okay. It's always the other way around. Yeah. Okay. And how has that experience been like? It's for really you? interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think it comes out differently. It comes out kind of like more iconic in many sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and how about for you, Joanna? What Hanyut moment? I'm, I've asked them that. It's so the same Hanyut for you. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in my previous works or the previous works that I've been making, um, I work a lot with this material called paper mache clay. Yeah. So it's a paper-based material. And what I do with it previously um, is make vessels. And to me, those vessels are the vessels of self. Um, looking at the human, the human being and the human um, emotions and conditions as a vessel. Um, but for this exhibition, for Hanyot, uh, when I spoke to Hapsa before, before we started, or before I started making work for the show, um, we had a very short but very interesting conversation where she shared with me her thoughts about Hanyot and how, you know, she gave me the whole anecdote about driving without ways. <laughs> but she also gave me something that was, I thought, very poignant because she said to her, Hanyot was also the word Reda. And Reda is surrender, is yes. it? Yes. And I think that, that part of the conversation really stuck to me because um, when, I, when I think about the Hanyot, it's going with the flow but then there's also that element of Reda, which is surrendering to the flow, mm -hmm. to let go of whatever that is that you're that it is you're trying to control. Um, I think that really stuck to me, and I had a lot of time to sit down and write and reflect on what I feel about it, um, which is why I think all of that kind of went into the the work that I made for the show. So I didn't make any vessels. I tried to challenge myself to make something 
much bigger, much, much bigger than I've ever made. Actually, this is probably one of the biggest pieces I've ever yeah, made. It's really big. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. quite big. Um, and it's made entirely out of paper mache clay. So the piece is called Entrance, Journey and Exit. And it's an installation piece that consists of three elements. So we in the first in the first one, which is entrance, you have a really big arch that's bursting with color coming out of a black uh, black circular column okay. on the ground. And that is you bursting into your life, coming in. And then as you're observing it, you become part of the installation. You are a journey. And you are then able to reflect on where you are going. You know, how are you, how are you on your own Hanyot journey? And where do you think it's going? Um, where I think it's going, for all of us, um, it's always linear. Life is always linear. You will always enter into life. You will go about the journey however you want. And at the end of it, there will be an exit. Everyone will exit this life in the same way. Mm-hmm. We just Perhaps the journey to it is different, but we all exit the same way. Um, so that was the thought uh, that went behind making this installation piece. Um, the other four pieces that I made for the for Hanyot, um, they are hanging sculptural pieces and they are called milestones. So along this journey of life, I feel like we should also pay attention to certain experiences that have shaped us. Uh, so that's why I've made these four milestones to kind of reflect the things that I felt were important to me. Okay. And they are not particularly big. They're not particularly big. Some of them are small. And I also feel like some of them, I'm still trying to achieve the milestone. But I feel like it's important to give them a form and, and shed some light on them because these are things that I feel are quite important to me. Mm-hmm. So the four, piece, the four uh, hanging pieces are the milestones for rebirth, the milestone for emergence, um, the milestone for containing rage, and then... Finally, the milestone for daily routine. Okay. Hmm. How interesting. I mean, it's so interesting that, you know, under one sort of theme of Hanyu, there's so many different sort of interpretations and different work uh, coming out of it. So many different mediums as well, right? Because Hapsa, yours is more uh, uh, painting, right? Water, am I right in saying watercolour paintings? No, no. Uh, acrylic. Acrylic. And, and also, I use coffee on one, yeah. Coffee on what? Okay, yeah. all right. So, so and and for you also, Drew, uh, mostly... More mixed medium. Mixed media? Yeah, okay. Well. Spray paint is my favourite medium. Of course, yes. There's a lot of spray paint and then um, <laughs> more acrylic and so okay okay yeah. and and then for you of course paper mache yeah, and uh, paper mache and acrylic as well okay wonderful yeah. and i can you know it sounds like it's quite an exploration just going through i mean you had your curator of course working uh with you right how did she sort of like you know um meld everything together into this one exhibition how was it like working with uh elena right Danny? yes elena rahim yeah uh, Perhaps I can say a little bit more about elena elena is a very old friend of mine mm. i met her during our student days in London. Uh, she's always been one person I love to go out with on a one-to-one basis because she is the biggest bookworm I know. <laughs> she reads everything and knows a lot of things. There's always that that uh, dialogue that we have. So when I mentioned about the word Hanyu uh, and then that, she, she understood and uh, I know that she writes well. I said, would you like to be our curator. It took a little bit of persuasion, but it turned out really well because she w- dived in, hanyut in head on, and uh, I think she's enjoyed it thoroughly. And 
I think we are all very pleased with what she's written. Uh, it has reflected completely what each of one feel, and as a whole, the word the word hanyut is uh, very much uh, used in a way. It has been a very organic journey. Okay. There are, we have parameters in the sense we have to have a certain date. This is how we paint something. But in terms of interpretation, if allowed to hanyut, I think that's what I want. I want been been. Uh, an artist is just not just about painting. It's about your thoughts, about how you deal with people. I mean, uh, what's happened in the last few years has been, my God, the, the, we've had the, the lockdown, the pandemic, and now uh, what's happening in the world. So let's let's have... I think the main thing is to be kind, to listen to our inner voice and that thing. And the three of us have been very fortunate to be able to express what we feel using our Respective. art, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. yeah, And for, you know, for Drew and for uh, Joanne as well, you know, what do you hope the audience will, or what do you hope our viewers will take away, you know, from, from your artworks? Drew, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I, I think just enjoying the being, being there and just the concept of Hanyo itself is just like, uh, to me, just to look at the, the paintings in detail they are very detailed in many ways even the sculptures that uh, Joanne made as well and there's like textures and certain things in, inside of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay, okay. And, and, and Joanne for you you know any because yours also you know it's it's sort of like a lot of things that we can relate to very easily right you know things that we're all going through mm. as human beings you know any emotions or responses you hope to evoke from the audience yeah, I, I think maybe I speak for the three of us that all our all our works are very emotive and they really do um, come sure. from the heart and yeah. I think when people see it they will they will get that okay. um, I don't really I, I don't really expect anything of viewers but what I would hope for them is to be able to uh, be still be still and consider the work um, through your own eyes not through the lens of your camera uh, I think a lot of us are maybe a bit too caught up with looking and then taking photos and sharing it online and on, on their social media, which is fine. It's fine. It's it's something that we all do now. But, you know, when you step into AP Art Gallery, I hope that you would take time to consider the works, to see, to put yourself into the work, so to speak, because all of us have put ourselves into the work. Yeah. And I think we all hope that you would do the same when you look at it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Hanyut, A Journey of Discovery is currently running at AP Art Gallery right up till the uh, 30th of November. So AP Art Gallery is located uh, on 9169 Jalan Negara in Taman Melawati. Uh, gallery hours are 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, but the gallery is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. And of course, for updates, you can follow AP Art Gallery on Facebook and Instagram for updates. And of course, you know, if anyone's listening and they'd like to follow you, you guys have all your, your own respective uh, websites and yes, uh, social yeah. media. Yeah, you want to tell Yeah, just... Oh, yes, uh, uh, you can follow me under the Accidental Artist and Habsa Bang Safi. And also, I would like to say we are going to have a dialogue on the what was it? This is coming Saturday. Mm, yeah. this and the three Saturday. of us will be talking, but basically, it's a very informal sembang sembang. Anybody who's interested in to explore the idea of Hanyut, please do join us. Okay, what time 11 is that? AM. Yeah. 11 a.m. Do we need to register or anything like no, that? No, no, okay. So. Hanyut. Okay, so 11am uh, this Saturday can meet all three of you. Andrew, how about for you? Um, my platforms are, uh, you can you guys can go on my website, Drew Fung, that's D-R-E-W-F-U-N-K dot com, or just follow me on Instagram, Drew Fung, yeah. 
Okay. All right. And Joanne, I know you have a website as yes, well. Yes, I have a website. You can follow me at www.joanlu.com and there are links to all my social media pages there. Okay, excellent. Yeah. All right. on, on my Instagram is a bit hard to find because it's my Chinese name. So <laughs> okay. it's Lu Yingjia, L-O-O-Y-I-N-G-J-I-A. So that's a bit difficult to find. So if you go on the website, it's easier to find it there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, all of you, uh, for joining me today. I was speaking to Habsa Abang Saufi, Drew Funk, and Joanne Lu, all artists uh, whose works are featured in Hanyut, A Journey of Discovery. Again, if you'd like to uh, catch that exhibition, it's happening at AP Art Gallery over in Taman Malawati. Do follow the gallery's Facebook and Instagram for updates. But if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.